We are here with one of my good friends. It must be, gosh, 10 years now we know each other. Mark Armberg, multiple franchise, F45 owner. Uh, you live, reside, work, play in New York, Long Island. Um, yep. Right? It's been about 10 years, right? It's been about 10 years. As, as a matter of fact, Oh my God. Yeah, this is next to <laughs> this is back back in the day. One of one of my fitness products from back in the day. Those are, those are the those are the days, Mark. Think things have yeah, changed quite are. a bit. Um, <laughs> probably better for you. Um, but I'm doing pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, you're doing great. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I think um, we're all stuck at home. Uh, you know, so I, I think before we get into some some tips and some best practices, what what gym owners can do, how people could stay engaged, not only in in working out, but also in nutrition. I know you're doing a lot of stuff uh, on your end for your multiple membership bases, multiple locations. How'd you even get to this spot? What were you doing back in the day? And how'd you become a, yeah. not only a franchise owner, but a multiple franchise owner? So uh, for me, you know, fitness was always a passion. My career was actually sales and marketing. Um, I had worked for the, the Mets and the Islanders. I was, I was selling marketing sponsorships. So, you know, like the signage that's on the wall, yep. like the wall in the outfield. Um, so that was really what I was doing to make a living to really, to, 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 for my happiness, I was actually teaching fitness classes, um, you know, at a big box, uh, gym, uh, the fitness classes were really, you know, it was all hit training, circuit training. And, you know, what I didn't realize what came natural for me was I was building my own little community while yeah. running those classes. And that was just because I loved doing it. And people felt that. Uh, one summer when I was working for uh, a day camp uh, out here on Long Island, I was actually doing his sales and marketing for him. One of the counselors was from Australia. And she just came in one day all fired up and she said, she's so excited. Her dad's opening his first F45. And I looked at her, I was like, what's an F45? And uh, she looked at me like I had two heads. Like I should definitely know what an F45 was. It was June of 2016. So there was like 10 F45s in the country. So I would definitely not know. And um, she said, you don't know what it is. And I said, is it like orange theory? And she looked at me like, I don't know what that is. So at that point, I immediately straight went straight back to my computer, searched up F45. It is exactly what I was doing and what I love doing. Um, and, uh, you know, I started, I found myself like caught up in that rabbit hole on YouTube, just watching every video of every F45 around the world. And just amazed at, at the engagement that F45 had with everyone. So I called up the number on the website, reached the one guy that was working from F45. You know, they put him in, they, they placed him in the U S I called him, I actually referred to him as their Lewis and Clark. <laughs> they just sent him to the U S was this their sales um, guy, the sales guy, like on the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was, yeah, uh, this was Mark. So, um, I reached out to him, spoke to him, uh, and at that point he started helping me put everything together and I actually put together a presentation and brought my friends, uh, I think it was six of them into one room, all my high school buddies sat down in one of their kitchen 
and uh, gave him a whole PowerPoint presentation, showed him a spreadsheet, song and dance. We watched videos. One of them jumped up and he said, I'm in. And uh, that's Jerry. And Jerry is now my business partner here. We've picked up a few more business partners along the way. You know, we have two locations open, four more scheduled to open over the next uh, 18 months. So we got pretty aggressive once we established our first location and uh, got the second location going. So, you know, that's, that's where we are now. And it's, you know, for us, it's really been uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, I think it forces owners, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to just sort of restructure their entire business plan, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, for me personally, it's frustrating not seeing really any coverage about the fitness industry. We hear a lot about retail. We hear a lot about the restaurant industry, rightfully so. And I've seen one news piece on what's happening to our industry. And it's weird because we're we're a community-based industry. I mean, most people yeah, by and large, prob- and probably one of the reasons why you got into F45, it's, it's a community and it's just weird that we, mm-hmm. we, we can't have that in-studio experience at this point, right? It's, it's really, you know, it's, I was actually talking to my brother-in-law this morning about this. And I said that, you know, this is a, the, the fitness industry, when, it, when we come out of the other side of this, everyone's going to want to get in shape everyone this is like a wake-up call to the world about you know being being healthy and living a healthy lifestyle and the industry that's getting hurt the most without any word is the fitness industry so it's really going to be like you know who survives when we get out the other side the other ones that are going to enjoy this you know you know uh kind of the lashback from you know what's coming from after this yeah, you know, true. This, this is definitely a wake up call to a lot of people about, you know, no longer being so casual about the way that they eat, so casual about, you know, how they take care of themselves. Yeah, no, great point. I mean, I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, you as a new franchise owner. So mm-hmm. you come in, you, you've worked as a trainer in the past, you were in sales and marketing, um, you're mm-hmm. coming into this new franchise. What's your mindset at that point when the world was normal? Uh, and you know, what were the two, <laughs> two or three focuses walking into a new business? Was it specifically sales? Was it the, the programming, uh, you know, and then talk us through a little bit of the success you've had specifically at your one location, your first location. Cause mm-hmm. I think to put it into context, the hard work you put in in the beginning where you're at now. And then certainly we could talk about what you've done to be successful in this sort of mm-hmm. new era of, of the world of fitness. Right. Um, so. The first location, it was it was really, really in the beginning stages of F45 also. So a lot of it was almost like we were figuring it out together in a way. Um, you know, they were, they were firing on all cylinders in Australia, uh, but businesses are, operate differently than in Australia than they do in the U.S. So it was um, a lot of me kind of like helping to figure out what the right process is going to be. Um, uh, we, you know, I, I never owned a business before and I just jumped into this and, you know, jumping into this was, you know, it was like, it was almost like ignorance is bliss type of thing, yeah. but I didn't know was probably better, you know, that, True. better than me being afraid of stuff that, uh, that I should have known. Um, you know, I, I went into the town myself. I waited online to get the permits. I didn't hire anybody to do these things. I sat there and waited and made, I wound up making friends with the people in the town. That's how we got things done. 
how, how concerned were you so, with competition just in general? Like at that point, was your mindset really just focused on the business itself? And then it was like, okay, yeah, I need to beat out competition. Or did you scout out competition? So, what was your mindset back then? I, I did some scouting out of competition. I think that was another case of like ignorance is bliss because I was really laser focused on my business and, and, and getting everything up and running. And then kind of, it was, you know, I was taking it almost like if you build it, they will come type of mentality, yeah. even though, you know, within a, maybe a one mile radius of my location, there are 10 gyms. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, and, and only two of them are big box. The rest are all, you know, little studios or small, small, you know, medium sized box gyms um, where they try and still deliver a lot of things just in a smaller space. Um, so, you know, for me, the focus was on getting the doors open. Yeah. Uh, I was running my own social media. I still do. And, you know, part of that is, I think what helped me is when I, when I fully took the mindset on, I am a small local business. I'm a big franchise that's got the whole global experience. And, you know, I'm, I, I know people all over the world, but really I'm a small local business. I have like a five mile radius that I need to reach and that's it. So I, so, I think a good takeaway yeah. from that, Mark, is the mindset is wrapped around community. But even when you're mm -hmm. thinking about like, it's, it's not to so focus on the, the larger picture. You literally are like, let me think within a mile radius of my, of my yeah. business. Oh yeah, I was... Yeah, I mean, I had, I had, I had literally, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy into this guy's, this guy distributes, you know, calendars around the town of East Northport. So <laughs> I bought, I bought a page in there. Um, but I really, you know, I, you know, understanding the social media part was turned out to be the most important thing to me. Um, so, you know, actually my brother was in franchising and when I started this, he was all, you know, excited for me. And he said, there's just one thing, you know, he said, there are three things to focus on members, members, members. Yeah. You know, that's the way he said it to me. And he said, everything else, you know, is going to come along the way, but you need your membership and you need the community. And for me, I'm a very like friendly, like warm type of person. So it makes it more authentic. And that's the way that I've always, and I talk to my trainers about it. I talk to my business partners about it. I always say you, you have to be authentic in your approach and be genuine or else people are going to see through it. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, now that's come to help us a lot, especially at a time like this. You know, now I have members that say, you know what, I'm going to do anything I can to support you. Yeah, and that's it's a huge support your gym. They're saying support you. you yeah, I right? think one of the things having one of the things having gone to your studio many times that stands out and as a as a high level trainer as I once was, um, is your training staff. So so we talk about this all the time. Gym owners, it's you know, retention is not the best in the training world. Um, yep. most trainers are with you six months. If that at a big box gym, uh, very rarely do you have a career at one location. So knowing that, one thing I know about your studio is pride yourselves on your trainers. Your trainers have been there. So talk a little bit about how you, how you got your trainers, how you developed them, and how long have they been there? Because it's, I don't know any other place uh, of the places that I know where they've had that kind of retention. Um, so talk a little bit about your training staff. And then we'll talk about the back end of where we're at now and what you're doing. But Yeah. Yeah. So 
getting my getting the first few trainers was the real challenge for me. The first few trainers was like who knows who, you know, try and bring people in. Um, I used Indeed uh, to help me find some people as well. And I got the first few trainers in. You know, it makes a big difference that I'm yeah. a trainer. Like, you know, it's definitely a lead by example type of situation here. Um, and I work as hard as any of the other trainers. And they see that. So once I got my first few trainers up and running, you know, and they all knew what type of experience I wanted to deliver, we all kind of were on the same page. And at that point, I kind of like spotted my most excited, you know, you know, most fit train uh, members. Yeah. And th th I converted those members because they knew they, they know what I want to deliver. They know the experience because they love it. And took those, took those members um, who all said, well, we want to be a trainer. I want to be a trainer. And I said, go get certified, get that education. And then we'll get you in here. And I follow a, a process when I bring a trainer in, it's, it's a little probably too informal to scale properly. I got to admit that. And I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the, the shot of the chin for that, but it's, it's more of a practice what you preach type of training. So when I bring a trainer in, the first thing I do is I literally just give them a membership for a month and I say, take classes, you know, not going to work yet. Got to experience the product. And service. Yeah. So, so I say to them, you have to experience it. I want you to know the vibe of the room. And I want to see how you like the vibe of the room. I want to see how you are in the vibe of the room. And then we start bringing them in and, you know, and the members, and it, it also helps that the members start getting familiar with this person that just came in and started working out. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all part of it. Um, converting a, an existing member into a trainer has been really, really the big success. I mean, I have, and I've, I've sat down with my trainers and I've given them all the same speech that I have their back. And I think that that's how, you know, I know that that's why they're so loyal to me. Yeah. So yeah. my head trainer has been our head trainer for a year and a half now. Wow. It's a lifetime. Um, yeah. And that's, and, and I have another, you know, my, the trainer I've had working the longest for me has been a little over two years with us. Um, and the shortest has been, a, you know, like five months because I've been starting to build up my, my, my training staff. I think, I think we're at nine now. Wow. Because that, you know, once we come out of this, that second location, which was about to have it like literally had the grand opening scheduled uh, for March 21st will be opening. So I'm going to have a staff that is actually, you know, trained already and ready to run a location as opposed to like bringing in new people. I wanted to put, it's like a little farm system. Yeah. Um, and you know, but I've sat with the trainers and I've said to them, they're the most important part of the business. And I've even given them the speech and said, you know, in this industry, people have a tendency of burning through trainers. There's a lot of turnover. I don't want that. I want consistency. I want happiness. I want fun. And um, that's the way I, you know, that's the way I manage them. I want, I want them to have a good time. I want them, but they all do what I need them to do. They give me, you know, they do the follow-up I need them to do. They, you know, I have one that runs my social media now and she's incredible and does it without asking, you know, I'll just say one thing and, you know, I'll forget about it and it'll just happen. Yeah. Um, and I think them knowing that 
I have their best interests at heart is again, authentic and genuine. And I've practiced it. They've all seen me like do things where it's like, you know, they know I've said to them before, listen, if there's a member that it acts inappropriate towards you, I want to know because I love my members, but they need to know that they can't act like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I go and I will talk to a member about it and the members understand and the trainers love it and they appreciate it because I only want a fun, comfortable environment. That's it. We're there to, we're there to get a great workout in and have a good time. The good time is the sticky part. That's how you keep the the members. Yeah, I think sometimes we overthink the process, right? L less is more for sure in the fitness world. I think, it, yep. you know, if you fast forward to now, right? So let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about, you have a lot of engagement as a studio owner when the world is normal. So you get the news. Obviously, you're completely shut down in terms of being an open small business. What the hell do you do now? <laughs> and what has worked to be... What are some great best practices? Again, because it comes back to community and keeping them engaged. How yeah. creative have you been? And what one or two takeaways could another person in your position think about when they're trying to keep a membership uh, base engaged? So as this was all going on, um, you know, as the snowball started building up speed and growing on all of us, um, we were still open right up until we were told we had to close. Yeah. And we were still full. Like our members were still coming wow. in. People were like, oh, I have two people showing. And I'd have like a packed Saturday. And part of the reason that that was working is because I was obsessed with cleaning. Like mandatory sanitize your hands when you walk in the door. Trainers were walking around with hand sanitizer the whole class. Wow. Um, you know, so everybody knew. And, and those were our practices before also not the hand sanitizer the second you walk in, but we kept a very clean gym so that as this started getting, you know, started building up some steam, our members weren't as nervous because they know how we keep the place. Yeah. You know, we, we sanitize after every class. I have a company once a month come in and, and spray the whole room down, you know, killing everything. Um, I have one of my members who came in this once they started talking about this, he came in and sprayed the place down right away. I mean, everyone knew how we were taking care of it. So we were doing that as this happened. And the, what, the day that we were shut down, we started our communication. Um, I do it mostly over text and, uh, and Facebook and Instagram uh, posts. Um, you know, I, th I think that those are actually looked at more than emails half the time nowadays. You know, that, that's and, a good, that's a good call out because I'm preaching to people all the time. Like if you take the social media, make sure you're consistent with it. One thing I know about you and your studio is you have consistent messaging. It's not like, Oh, I'll post something. And then two weeks later I'll post something else. No, you're training yeah. members that that's the yep. good place to learn stuff. It's more educational yep. if anything, along with call yep. to actions and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. We do. We do. You know, there are, there, there are two different types of ways that we post. One is on the messaging and the other is the, the marketing, you know, and the marketing, you know, I've actually taught my trainers how to do these and explained what a call to action is. And <laughs> um, so we, so we, we texted everyone, we sent messages out, we did a um, notification on their app, um, you know, that we would continue doing, out, you know, the day after. This, this was one of the things that worked that made it so successful is the day after we closed our doors, I opened up the private Facebook page. I mean, I was right on it. We got this private Facebook page. 
We told everyone, if you keep your membership active, you're in. Uh, everyone, I mean, that we have a private Facebook page with 340 members in it. Wow. Um, you know, and it's only, I let a lot of F45 owners in so that they could see what we were doing. Um, and then active members. And then, so what I did was for the month of March, I let everyone's monthly charge go through. Okay. Then before the end of the month, before people can start panicking, because I knew I wasn't going to get it. My opinion was they'll pay March. Half of them, maybe three quarters of them will just cancel before their April payment because they're panicking. Yep. And then after the April payment, I'll probably lose the rest because those were big payments. So before that happened, before we clicked over into March, I started announcing we're going to drop to this weekly rate. You're going to still have access to the online. There'll be more things coming, but this is their way. And I, I told them straight up. I said, this is our way of still being able to deliver good home workouts program to you and you still be able to support us being able to do this. And, you know, I, I, a lot of people are out of work. So a lot of people are canceling um, or just they're freezing their memberships. Um, I froze everybody's membership and converted them over to the 20, it's 25 a week at our place. So it's 25 a week. We do everything privately, private Facebook page. I have a private Instagram page where we do live also. And we do zoom um, that we put the invitation into the private Facebook group. Cause some people like going on to zoom. Yep. Um, and what do you get? So I think that the, I think one of the things and correct me if I'm wrong, that makes you successful is just a lot of the stuff that you've packaged together because I, you know, I tell people all the time, it's not about a workout. Like you could go online and get a workout anywhere, especially mm, nowadays, yep. right? Coming out yep. of the woodworks. It still goes back to your value prop of it's all about the community. Yep. Right. So what, in a, so you have your live stream workouts, right? How often? So we have the live stream. So, so we do um, every day of the week, there's noon, there's a noon live class. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we actually just add the 5 p.m. Okay. Because we were getting some people asking, and if that if that keeps traction, I'll probably just always do a five p.m. also. But until I see that builds, you know, build an audience, I'm not I'm not coming in twice a day. Yeah. Um, those stay up on the private page, so people all day will will go live at twelve o'clock. We leave it up there, posted, and all day people are commenting, and we're responding to them. They're saying what a tough workout it was, great workout. We started making jokes because there are three of us: myself, um, Sam, my head trainer, and Allie, who's my head trainer at my other location. Um, we started making jokes how like our job is to figure out who can make it the toughest class now, you know. And, they, and now everyone's commenting on that, so we're having fun with everyone in that way. We're staying engaged with them. We we just recently, I don't know if you saw, we did a uh, a video where everyone just kind of reached out and said how much they miss everyone. And, you know, the responses were really, really nice. And it's, it told me that we did the right thing that way because, you know, some people were like, you made me tear up and, you know, we loved seeing everyone. We haven't seen your faces in so long. Um, we're doing other, like trying to stay with fun, engaging things uh, where we're doing, you know, did you knows, you know, guess, guess the trainer. So we would put a fun fact up on and you would guess which, who, which trainer that was. So now everyone's learning more about us. Uh, today, I think it's going to be up today or maybe tomorrow, we're going to post, we just had all the trainers do uh, two truths and a lie. Oh, that's great. 
So <laughs> we're going to be doing two truths and a lie now uh, up on that page. And that's like, to me, those are the things that are going to be fun. Like we, we're going to create, you know, like a, like a, uh, some sort of interactive bingo type of thing or, 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 um, you know, we, we did a few in the beginning where we would say how many burpees you get in 45 seconds. Let's see who got the most, but we're going to continue to try and do some of those. I think with the challenge starting is another great opportunity, uh, to engage with members with the transformation challenge, um, that that's starting on Monday. So when that gets started, it's, it's another way to reach out. And it's really how many ways can you reach out that are not just about fitness, yeah. right? You know, so, so, I mean, yeah. just in that one comment, it sounds like constant communication and, and on multiple platforms, whether that's yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and email. Sometimes you would probably mm -hmm. agree some owners get caught up in just email blasts. And it's obviously less personal and the, the fact is most yeah. people, especially millennials, rather look at Instagram anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's about variety of value add. So yes, everyone in the world's doing an at-home workout, but it's more about what else can you add to the workout? So yeah, you have the workout as your, that's, that's the, 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 right. the base the base of your value add of your value. But the, the additions to that is things like what you just mentioned, like Q and A's. I know you did a virtual happy hour, which was really cool. Yep. Um, yep. The virtual happy hour was fun. I would have had a Jack and Coke if I was on that virtual happy hour, but maybe tonight. You, um, I'll get you the next one. You get me the link to the next one. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, that, those are great takeaways. What I, I, I guess moving forward now, um, what, where do you see your reopen strategy at, at this point? So your, your, your reopen strategy now as that might be months from now, but um, yeah. obviously some things will change in the world, especially in the fitness industry. I'm, I'm cleanliness will obviously be probably what it was when you first uh, were talking yeah. about when you, when you heard about mm -hmm. this, this virus. So um, anything else where you feel like might be a new strategy for you or a new vertical addition to um, what you would currently offer as an in-studio experience? Um, not much different. I would definitely like, you know, we, we were pretty high level with our cleanliness. So we're going to keep that up there and probably have to dial it up even a little more. It's going to take a while for people to just get comfortable again. Yeah. You know, I can't even imagine like, you know, what's going to happen. We're going to, everyone's going to be coming. You know, it's like we're coming out and like the light and everyone's yeah. hair is going to be a mess. You know, it's going to be, uh, no, I, I joked and I said, I, we're going to start bowing to each other. No more shaking True. hands. We're just going to walk yeah. over each other and bow. It might, it might not might be not a bad right. thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's going to take a while for people to get comfortable, you know, with that again. And then when you get to the gym, comfortable with sweat. So that's going to be like the thing that we're going to have to really, really pick up. We've, we always, one of the things that we've always done that not, you know, not every gym does is we provide towels. So when people come in, they don't have to bring their own towel. They don't have to remember a towel. They don't have to bring back a towel. They just grab a towel and use it. it, it yeah. the, it's expensive in, because we were going through, at one point we were going through, I think it was about 1,000 or 1,200 towels a week. Um, so we were really burning through towels. We have a, a service that we use and it makes a huge difference. So it was one of those things. We we created a, a video. I, I think I sent it to you, the Sweaticate video. Yeah, yeah, it's I, great. Yeah, I, 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 we created a whole video around cleaning up after yourself when you're sweaty. So I think that that's going to be the big adjustment. 
we're going to continue with the community the way that we have it. You know, we, I'm not a big proponent of too many of those, like meet us up for happy hours type of thing. Um, I think those are good, but I also think that, you know, you're still a gym. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. what, that's what the space is. The space is a gym. Um, you know, you know, most of these people that are members are family members, you know, families and stuff like that. So you don't want to impact their family in a negative way. And if it becomes a, a space where let's say the husband is like, Oh, I'm going out for the F45 happy hour every Thursday night yeah. <laughs> that could cause problems at home. Um, so, you know, we're going to continue with our community the way, the way we were building it. I mean, we were, we were hitting another growth spurt when this all happened. Um, you know, so, you know, the model for us was right. I think that what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to be even more sensitive to cleanliness, but not just sensitive to it. We're going to have to talk about it. You know, you can't just clean. You have to tell people you're cleaning. You can't just, you know what I mean? People want to know about it. That's, you know, we actually had people, you know, our members at the end of every class would grab wipes and clean their own equipment. Yeah. And that wasn't just so that we didn't have to do it ourselves. It was so they knew it was getting clean. So this was their way. This was our way of letting them tell, you know, know that everything was getting clean. We were cleaning ourselves. And someone said, you know, it'd be a lot easier. And everyone would see that, you know, would know that their spot is clean hmm. if they're doing it themselves. And I said, all right, that's great. Like they'll do it themselves. That's great. Cause I won't have to do it then. Yeah. Um, Any good takeaways because a lot of owners right now, they are, yes, focusing on their membership base. And obviously you're, you're doing a good job of engaging them, constant communication, making sure your value add is there. Um, what about all the leads that gym owners have and franchise owners have that are sitting in their database? And, you know, I've talked to quite a few of them and some of them are anxious or are a little nervous to reach out to them. And mm -hmm. my thought process is a lot of people want to be reached out to. They have no idea what to do. Yes. Right now. So, any philosophy yep. or takeaway on what a best practice is would be to reach out to those, those people. Um, I, I, I don't see, you know, we're, we're making calls and sending texts, uh, reaching out directly to people. We're also doing a lot of, you know, boosting on Facebook, you know, let people know that you're doing this because just like they love coming into the gym and being spoon fed a workout. Yep. They're sitting at home on the couch going, what should I do? True. Okay, what am I going to do? I'll, I'll do push-ups. Let me do some sit-ups. Then I'll do a burpee. <laughs> you know, they don't know what to do half of them. They're, you know, 90% of them are, seem to be, you know, you know, panicking and just buying a spin bike so they can get on something. And that's spoon feeding. So, so they're doing that because they're being told, start biking turn up your resistance, lower your resistance, but they're being told what to do. So if we're going and we're saying to them, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you what to do. Come and try it out. Um, you know, I have new people that I'll say, you know what, you can, uh, I'll put you in the group for a week. I get nervous sometimes, but you got to do that, you know, take that chance with some people and just throw them in there for a week. Let them try it out. I have current members who are like, uh, you know, I think I'm going to freeze it. And I'm like, have you tried? And they'd say, no, I, it's hard for me to get going. I said, try it, get going. Because the truth is, is that this is way better than anything that's out there. Because what, what we're delivering is we're delivering this full body movement. We're not delivering one movement. 
We're not saying, you know, you're just going to do this. And, you know, I, it was a post, I don't know if you saw, I just did it today talking about, you know, the fact that you need to be up and moving around. Your joints need the work right now. You're sitting around a lot. You're in your backyard. You know, I think everyone stopped drinking all the time. That finally, <laughs> I think that, I think the big binge drinking is over that, you know, the first month of quarantine. Um, but, you know, for lack of a better example, like they'll get on a bike and they'll spin for 40 minutes and then they'll move to their couch and they're still sitting. Yeah. So what I'm trying to help people understand is that lateral movement, sagittal, you know, moving around in different directions, you're getting your calorie burn, you're getting your exercise, but your joints are getting loosened up. And right now everybody's getting really stiff backs. I'm sure people with any level of back tightness, it's ridiculous right now because it's a very sedentary lifestyle we're living right now. We're, we're stuck. Yeah. So anybody that can get us up off our feet and get us moving around, I, I actually, I actually started a hashtag today. You saw that hashtag I started today. Uh, get off your seat, get on your feet. You know, so people need to get up and move around. And they even, they even, they even have said, um, I think it was Chris Cuomo said that when he was sick, getting up and moving around, doctors are now saying that, you know, if, even yeah. if you do um, get COVID, if you do get this virus, you're supposed to get up and move around as much as possible. Cause it's when you slow down and when you stop is when it starts really building up on you and attacking, you're supposed to move around and get you, you know, again, get your body in motion. Uh, which yeah, a lot of people are not doing right now. And I think, yeah, I mean, I, having known what you guys do there specifically, just not as a general gym owner, but it's that personal experience. It's still about the community from everything you've said. Yep. Um, and just yep. to give people an idea, like during a live stream workout, like how many times were your trainers actually like speak specifically to people, you know, correct them on form or, or you know, give them a motivational, you know, touch point or cue or, you know, what, what is that yep. like? Because I know it's quite a bit. Yeah, so the way our format works, um, it took a few classes for us to figure this out, uh, is two of the trainers are working out with the, with the members. So you're actually doing the workout with us. And one trainer is sitting by the devices and talking to you and coaching you through the workout, talk, giving you the timing if you can't see the, the TV well enough, um, explaining, you know, as you're moving to the next exercise, because today was 18 exercises. Who's going to remember 18 exercises yeah. other than the one who wrote it? Um, so sitting there saying, okay, 15 seconds left. Remember the next exercise is going to be, you know, 10 high knees and five tuck jumps. So as we get ready and then, you know, she'll look in, uh, you know, one of us will look in on the Zoom. Not as many people are doing Zoom. A lot of people are doing Facebook Lives. That's what we're finding. Um, so on the Zoom, we can actually look at people and say, keep moving, you know, fix your form. I actually told one guy, I was like, go to the other side of your garage and get that dumbbell over there. I literally <laughs> told him to go. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what, that's the difference yeah. between like what you're doing and what yeah. the difference is with just doing something generic, right? That's huge. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. I know. I literally said to him, I said to him, he was like looking around confused. And I was like, go get a dumbbell, get in your plank position, take the dumbbell, reach underneath. I was like, there you go, you're good. But even on the Facebook Live, we'll scroll through and see who's 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 there, and we'll actually talk to them individually. That's great. You know, I think, I think that's the difference. See them. 
Yeah. So I think yeah, upfront, it makes a huge difference. you know, constant communication, making sure you're consistent on social media. It's something I'm constantly preaching, right? Content, yes. content, content. Absolutely. That's not always about selling. It's about educational stuff as well. Yep. Really high performing staff, making sure that they're the ones that are keeping your membership base engaged. And then listen, in the back of your head, I think it's good to think about what your strategies are moving forward. So first of all, Mark, yep. last two questions. This is the most hard hitting questions. What's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? Oh, geez. My favorite book, Who, Who Moved My Cheese? Okay, good. <laughs> I'm a simple one. Uh, and my favorite movie? Oh, geez. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, when it comes to the you know, deep message movies, uh, I like Shawshank. I like Field of Dreams big time because that's kind of like the way I like to live. Love it. Um, but I can sit down and I can watch Step Brothers all day which I'm sure you've had since you're stuck at home. Um, so Mark, I want to thank you. Much success. I'm looking forward thank at some you. point in, in the future to get back to your studio specifically and start to burn some calories where we can get out and about, but uh, keep on keeping on and uh, stay healthy. And Absolutely. I'll see you soon. All right. You got it, man. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon. Come to the, one of the noon classes. All right. I will. Thanks brother. You got it, my man.